TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, hey, Pretty good gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team Entity, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. There is... Um, a lot of activity going on in the world of uh, college basketball beyond the Final Four with uh, coaching searches, etc. I uh, saw yesterday, despite even with the lost Texas, thankfully is going to do the smart thing and stick with their uh, interim coach. did a great job. How could they not? Uh, you know, after that. what happened with uh, Curtis Beard, who <laughs> landed in the SEC at Mississippi. Oh, boy, despite all that um, mess, there's a lot of rumblings about um, – Penn State and Mike Rhodes at VCU making that move. Lebanon Valley guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had like talked to some VCU people over the years and I said, there's only like two places I could see him leaving for. And Penn State was on my list. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see if it happens. Uh, that would be a big blow, but they have been pretty damn good in the past at finding coaches. I mean, they've, they've pivoted nicely in the past. But this, this, of course, is different. I mean, this day and age, as George Mason is seeing now, when your coach leaves, usually your best players are going to leave too. If he was, if he was a, a guy that was, you know, liked, and obviously, you know, Kim English is, you know, they already got Justin Fernandez going to Providence with him, and I did see over the weekend that uh, Josh Oduro is in the portal. I would imagine he'll be at Providence in the near future as well, but maybe not. Maybe somebody else will entice him. I don't know. We saw some great coaching. We saw great leadership. When you can build a winner in one season, yeah. getting guys to buy into a concept, yeah. it is the best tournament that I can recall in terms of teamwork. Yeah. And guys playing their roles, rebounding, setting picks, screens, doing all the little things, and then knocking down threes. That's important. But I've just seen the effort, and we got to get used to it that it's not going to be the same. And as much as we love that one Cinderella, we never really loved it all the way to winning it. Sure. That was the thing. It was cute for first round. Right, right. It was cute. Exactly. Sweet 16. Well, how cute is it when they cut the nets down and become national champions? Get ready for it. And again, I said Caitlin uh, Clark's triple-double for Iowa. She's a bad dame. I'm telling you. The women's game and the highlight and the watching as much of it as I've done, and of course with UConn, who would people saying, "Well, hey, it's the first time in 16 years that the UConn women will miss the Final Four. and that's no short sighting. No, sighting excellence, it. man. It's crazy. He built a dynasty, and the fact that somebody could beat them down to where South Carolina 
right now seems to be the new dog on the block. That's great. I asked you this morning in our pre-production meeting at 545 this morning, I said, what was the other female powerhouse? It was Tennessee, and you said it was South Oh, oh, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana back in the Tech. Day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Big time. Yeah. Louisiana Way Tech. back, yeah. Because Coach Thompson really did enjoy it as well. Yeah. We talk girls ball all the time. Yeah. And now look at it to where it's expanding. And now Dawn, she's sitting on the throne, but people are going after LSU. I mean, th- look, there's excitement. Mm-hmm. There's game. They knock down shots. They dunk. They do everything. I love it. So get used to this quote blue blood thing, maybe a thing of the past. Yeah, it's you know, look. It definitely is interesting. I, I don't know. You know, this year was so different than last year. We'll, we'll see what next year brings us. You, you got to figure it at some point, though. The quote unquote blue bloods, right? People that care the most are usually the people that spend the most. That they're going to make sure that those NIL programs are up to snuff, right? Like that would be with the counter to that, right? That's what you think would happen. But we'll see. I mean. Again, this this has opened up the possibilities for a lot of people. It's 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 interesting. I don't know if it's good or bad for college basketball. It's probably not when guys are jumping around like it's free agency, but it's here to stay. So you better you sure as hell better get used to it. You know, you, you sure as hell better better get used to it and figure out how to uh, figure out how to adjust to it. Can coaches jump around and get new jobs and make more money? Uh yeah, they do it all the time. Okay, good. And they man. take their players with them too. Yeah. We were, you know, we we're just you know looking the other day with this uh, Fairway Dickinson situation. A lot of these kids are rolling out. You know, uh, again, Kim English rolling over to Providence. Kids coming with him. I mean, this happens. So it's going to continue. Yeah, it's well, not I mean, going to stop. Dick Vermeil left our team, the UCLA, the Rose Bowl champion, the Bruins, and he went to Philadelphia, and guy became head head coach. Well, you know what sucks? It's when it's your senior year <laughs> that you lame yeah. got a lame duck coach. But it happens. It's about upper mobility. Why are you there? So you can move on and create value and make money. We got lucky because the guy that replaced him is Terry Donahue. Yeah. Who would end up being better than him. So, I mean, we it's about legacy, building it, and, you know, get over yourself. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of the, the women's game. The, you know, they're getting awesome. great ratings. Um, they're on a bigger platform than ever before. But I also think what's helped them with the ratings part of it is it's not as chalk as it used to be. Is it chalky? You know what I mean? Because I think you, you're talking about as great as UConn was for the sport and still are. I think there was also a little bit of boredom with it. Like, oh, why do I even need to watch the tournament because they know it's going to win right for so long? Um, so I think that probably has. Uh, I mean, they got tests. Yeah. Let's not act like Notre mm-hmm. Dame. And that was a hell of a rivalry. Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Preston, Louisiana sure. Tech, uh, Preston. Yeah. There were there were certain teams that were competitive. Yeah. Is all get out. I mean, SC and UCLA were highly competitive. Yeah. In hoops, Michigan, same thing. Yep. But now it's it's legit. I just I mean, usually we're so sexist in what we do with when we put females in sports, it's usually to gain attention. To control your your attention span. Now it's about game. When I mention Caitlin Clark, if you haven't seen her play, then you don't love the game because she's she's nasty. I'm telling you, can do it all. That's what I'm talking about. And the, and the skill level, yes. the skill level at all levels. And I noticed this a couple seasons ago doing some high school watching girls high school. This 
what they do, the creativity of the game is more more like the men's game in a sense, in terms of flashiness, the ball handling skills, the the range. The range is bigger than it's ever been. So it's all you know, it's all the stuff that's in the men's game that you like is in the women's games, but in a lot of ways it's a lot more controlled <laughs> and sometimes better organized in a lot of ways. You know, it's a lot more it's a lot purer in terms of, of uh, you know, like a coach calls a play, they actually run a play. You know, there's a little bit of that too, <laughs> which I think is also caught on with some folks. Like, so I think some of the things that people don't like about the men's game or the NBA sometimes helps the women's game too. Because you're like, hey, yeah, that's how I used to watch basketball. Like, this is what they used. To, you know, they're actually running the plays. They're actually screening for each other. They're actually playing for one another, and not just you know an isolation fest. So I think that's also uh, for some folks probably turned them back onto it, which is great. K State's uh, run. And and just seeing there are a lot of things that happen throughout the tournament, even in a losing cause. Usually when you lose, we don't even talk about you anymore. Mm-hmm. But for coaches to tell his kids they're coming in there dejected. And I've been on that other side of it when you lose the, the last game of your of season. And he told them, Keep your heads up. Yeah. You know, he's already starting for next year. And the key was, hey, you represented, you came up short, you're not you're in the Elite Eight, you're not going to the final four. Yeah. But don't act like you're losers. Get your head up. He's sure. already started for next year. I was impressed with the coaching all the way across the board and guys understanding what was going on, the moments, using timeouts, fouling the right. We're just doing a lot of really good sure. fundamental things. And you as a play-by-play guy, of course, we always listen to it. It had a good sound to it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, we're going to get to Chris Caputo at the bottom there. So get to some more college basketball. I want to spend some time with the Wizards here coming up. Uh, apparently, uh, Michael Phillips just tweeted, Dan Snyder's plane is in Phoenix. Um, not the you know not his wife's plane. His plane is there. I don't know if that was just taking his wife there. Are you just messing with me? Or are you uh, saying they each have a different plane? Uh, <laughs> I thought they both had different planes, but I could be wrong. But anyway, Dan Snyder's plane's in Phoenix. So, I mean, I look, one of them's got to be there. Somebody has to represent them. I believe the anticipation was it would be Tanya Snyder uh, would be the one representing uh, the family. And, you know, we'll see if anything comes out of it. To this point, nothing's come out of it. Martin Mayhew will talk later today. If that happens while we're on there, we'll definitely play it for you. It's Burgundy and Gold today. We'll get to the Wizards issues next year on the Team Night Extreme and live on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's the tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. Hey. <laughs> Burgundy and gold today. DOC, Jack, and Eminem. Here with you as we um, shout out to good weather, too. No doubt. It was yeah. a good weekend. It was um, a good weekend, man. Once we got past that Saturday early morning rain afternoon, it yesterday just, it was just beautiful. just cleared it up for beautiful us. Beautiful day. And it's also a beautiful evening for the mm-hmm. defenders. Yeah. Going Monday Night Football, right? Monday Night Football, baby. How about that? Uh, Monday Night Football XFL style tonight. So the uh, Wizards last night in Toronto during the NCAA tournament, uh, during the um, Miami-Texas game, were playing the Raptors without Bradley Beal, without Monte Morris, without Kyle Kuzma, and uh, they lost again and now are in a a spot where I think it would take a miraculous, I'll say miraculous finish. I haven't checked the... uh, the odds, you know, on it, but you you're talking M&M. three and a half games out with seven to play. It doesn't feel good. Three and a half out, seven to play. They're not going to be a play-in team. David Aldridge wrote a story over the weekend that I could not agree with more for the Athletic DC about. You know what? At this point, you're better off. You know, and we've we've been feeling this way for a while. I think everybody's felt this way for a while. But you know, at this point, I mean, come on. What what are you really fighting for to get into the play-in thing? And we're not saying the team should throw the games and purposely or what have you, but I do find it fascinating that some key players have not been able to get out there. Maybe that they're that injured this late in the season. I'm not sure, but it is interesting to see that they've been held out in these games. And again, maybe it's just the injuries are that such that it's just the fate of it all. But the best case scenario out of this season would be the Wizards to get into a spot where they're you know, got the top five lottery opportunities instead of, you know, getting into the play-in series, getting rolled in a couple games and, you know, I guess getting an extra home date for the uh, for management. I, it's, just, it's, not, it's not getting any closer. We've seen them not draft well from the middle part of the draft to the latter part. I would like to see them get into that range where you have maybe generational-type talent in there. That would be a much better opportunity for them because what they're doing to this point and what they have been doing has not worked. So maybe by, you know, again, not, not by design, but by, by the, the, the sheer fact that just the basketball gods have spoken, you're going um, to get in that spot. I've only been doing this, you know, close to 30 years. That's it, yeah. And I think we've been on the same path in basketball for most of it. Yeah, yeah. That unless you're willing to break the mold, admit that it's a bad formula, then this is what you're going to get. But once again, as I said about the NFL, they're trying. I really believe they're trying, but it's not like they're in front of a firing squad. It's just they keep doing the same things over and over and again, paying people max deals that you can't win with. They don't win enough games for you. So what does it remind you of? Right. Commanders. Yeah. Same thing. So they're stuck with trying to pacify you with one or two players, but they picked the wrong guys to overpay. Yeah, yeah. And listen, it is a different approach in this sense. I mean, back when, you know, look, Apollon was owning the team for a long time, they were 
they weren't drafting. They were, you know, chasing like washed up free agents and, you know, making trades for older players, what have you. Uh, and they've tried to develop, draft and develop. But the problem is the guys they've drafted just have not developed uh, or they've been injured or what have you. And they've just, now you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta punt, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pivot at this point. And it's not a destination city for free agents. So your best chance of getting better is to getting in the higher part of the draft to, to find one of these next level players. Unfortunately, you're paying one guy like he's a top 10 player. Hell, you're paying him like a top six player and he's not. You know, and you can't fix that. Unfortunately, the ink's dried on that contract, and now you might double down on guys that are like, you know, I don't know, are they top fifty players? I'm not sure. And that, and also, all three of them combined have not shown the ability to stay healthy together. That's what's weird to me about like this idea of bringing the band back together if they, they can't stay on the court together. What's the point? The Wizards have just under a seven percent chance to draft number one overall. Okay. And, but now the, the draft odds have changed, right? Like, currently, that's today. That's today. But now, like, the top three, they all have the same odds, correct? Yep. Detroit, Houston, San Antonio all have a 14% chance. So that's not that crazy, right? I mean, if they could get into the top five, they could get to, what, 10%? Is that what I read? Yep. Charlotte yeah. is 12 and a half. Orlando's yeah. 10 and a half, and that rounds out the top five. Yeah. See? It's not that wild. <laughs> I mean, they've changed the weighting on this so badly. So, yeah. I mean... You know, you really, know. you really needed to be like that. You need to be able to have it <laughs> to the point where you you you, you gotta you're lowering the odds of missing. <laughs> and so, whether you get it or don't get it, is that going to help them play better defense? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that's the other thing. I mean, I I don't even know if they have right now. So we know this. They can't play defense with what they currently have constructed. It's not a good defensive team. Okay. And again, you can point at the injuries, blah, blah, blah. You know, same old story, right? Mm-hmm. But then, okay, that's fine. You, you could talk me into that. But then if you're going to then invest in the injured people <laughs> for another season or beyond in much bigger contracts, I just, I, I don't know how you talk yourself into that. Like that's something that's going to change the trajectory of where you're going or have been. This is the fifth straight, this fifth consecutive losing year. Um, it just seemed to be going. This was supposed to be a year forward, and they haven't done that. They've gone backwards, and there'll be no penalty for it. Again, people aren't comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't Shouldn't think there's, I don't think they're stealing, right? But as close to it as you can get if you're not based on results. How do you prove that you're worthy of what I'm paying you? Right. Where are my results? I mean, Porzingis. It's the first year he hadn't fallen apart physically. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, it, so maybe the training staff deserves a high five. Just sure. like that NFL PA poll that came out rating the NFL, I thought that was really good. Then maybe the training staff for the Wizards gets a thumbs up. Yeah. Maybe that's the best thing they do. Maybe it is. Hey, I, Uptown Mo's been waiting. I was getting Moe before we break, in. and we're getting to Chris Caputo on the other side right, to talk hey, some Mo. college hoops. Mo, what up? Hey, hey, just a couple of points. Uh, don't be surprised that the airplane is in Arizona. When I was in my 20s and I didn't pay my car note, I had to hide my, my stuff in, in several different uh, spots as well. He's a billion dollars in the hole, so they might be on some repossession. That's why you always floating around because you can't never catch it. Secondly. That's good. Well, that's uh, where the owner's meeting is. That's why. <laughs> well, secondly, wasn't Wes Unsell brought in to, to help with the defense? Yes. Uh, so, so the fact that they can't play defense, like Doc said, they're not going to hold him accountable or hold his feet to the fire. So, 
if my thing is everyone would be hurt if I was the coach right now, I would bring up the go-go to play the rest of the season. I wouldn't give a damn because I need to have a transcending talent. If I'm yeah. not going to be in the playoffs, then I need to have the best chance to get that ping-pong ball to be number one. And my last thing is every story that come out about Dan Snyder makes him sound like Uncle Scrooge off DuckTales uh, <laughs> before he met Huey, Dewey, and, and, and Lou, right? <laughs> and I know that I couldn't be an owner because he walks around like Wesley Snipes in New Jack City in that dog scene when he tells people to sit down before he make change. I would have been Will Smith, Daniel Snyder, if I was an owner. That's just my take on it, y'all. So y'all have a good day. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny stuff. That's good. Oh, man. Uh, it's frustrating. But it's always good, but it's almost about the same thing we keep saying. These two things on a parallel track. Yeah. Wizards, Commanders. Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. At least Ted was ingenious enough to put the, the wagering there so that you can stomach it. Oh, look, it's a great a business profit. plan. Yeah. They got a business plan that's kicking ass. Yeah. I mean, they, they, their building does well. Yeah. Uh, they got a television network now to go along with it. Yep. There's a lot of things business-wise that are out out of this world. I understand yep. the uh, the gaming industry is doing very well for him. Yep, all that stuff. Uh, home runs, the Caps sell out all the time, uh, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean they're not going to be the postseason again, but they're you know finally. I mean after f- being in the postseason forever, this would be the first year. And I don't. Well, it's like UConn. Was it? They snapped their streak yeah. of um, consecutive right um, trips to the but, final yeah. four. But the business itself is fine. Yeah, um, you know, but. Quite frankly, unless you're related to the people that are in the business, it doesn't really make you feel any better. If you're actually doing the opposite, which is you're actually investing to go see the product or you care about the product. If you've been, I don't know, here your entire life hoping to see you know the NBA team do something different besides just be satisfied to make the playoffs and get run out in a round, well, you know, that seemed to be the high watermark. Maybe get two rounds. woo I mean, but, you know... Some of us would like to think in our adulthood we'd like to see a fifty-win season, bare minimum. Why you got to go do that? We just like to. Well, why I, would you I, just, even I'm just say 50? throwing it out. Fifty well, wins. You throw the... fifty out as if it's attainable. You well, throw 50... for some teams it is. I mean, yeah, but, but this I hate team, to I hate to break it to you that program... a non-Cleveland, a non-LeBron-led Cleveland team yeah, is well, on the doorstep of it. You just so. mentioned it. You said the king. Not, but he's not there. This program. He's not even there anymore. In Cleveland. They're about to get built 50. off Susan O'Malley's <laughs> genius. Of promoting the league and the stars yes. of the league, we're a basketball community as an area. Yeah, is that I didn't say we're a Wizards, a Bullets. I said we're a basketball. Well, there's truth to that. We okay. see all these other jerseys, no question about it. Every time we go to the games, all right, we'll break. We'll come back. Chris Caputo will join us to talk uh, George Washington uh, to, to the George Washington coach who was at Miami just a year ago. Of course, is also on that Final Four staff at George Mason in '06. It's Burgundy Gold today. Team 980 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, it is that time. Talk some college basketball with a man who has been to the Final Four. The team he was on uh, the staff of last year is headed there as well with the Miami Hurricanes. Chris Caputo, George Washington, basketball coach, good enough to join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, be the books. Download the BetQL app today. Scott Jackson and Doc Walker. How you doing, Coach? Uh, Thanks for giving us some time this afternoon. 
How you doing, Doc? Scott? Hey, we're good, how, brother. How, are you? how about you? We're we're good. Uh, we're excited. Good. Uh, what were your emotions good. like yesterday watching that game? Uh, and with obviously a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge of that staff of those players, guys you coach with, guys you recruited. Uh, how did that go for you yesterday? Yeah, it was funny. I um, I uh, I was like a nervous parent, you know. I was like, uh, you know, I, so you know how you see the video of like people in the stands and they look really like they're going to cry and they're nervous yeah, in yeah. these close games. That's how I was sitting on my couch <laughs> in uh, Northern Virginia. Yeah, it had to be. I mean, what is it about Coach? I mean, he is, we all know he's as gracious to us, the others offside the court, but he seems like he has a genuine affection for his players and they give it back to him. Yeah, he's got a way about it in himself uh, and a way with the players that's very unique. He's he's demanding, but he's not demeaning. Um, he gets those guys to play for him and for each other. Uh, he he, you know, he's just got he's kind of got that uh, way of making you maybe feel disappointed when you're not doing what you're supposed to do and not you know, a fear thing. <laughs> there's a little, there's a healthy fear there for sure. But like, he's just got a way to get those guys to feel like, Hey, when he asked me to do something, it's in my best interest. And, uh, and, and that, it, you know, it, what I've said is also like, it's never about him. Uh, they know that, that, that there's no, you know, motives other than, you know, trying to help them become the best that they can be. Chris Caputo's with the George Washington basketball coach uh, here on Burgundy Gold today. Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Talking about uh, the team he was with last year, the Miami Hurricanes, headed to the Final Four. What, what about this team, uh, you know, coach, that, that uh, is, is fascinating? If you just jumped in this weekend to watch them, and one night they're knocking down threes left and right, and then, you know, in the next game to get to the Final Four, they only take eight of them, and they're able to do it. Seems to me that that's a, that's a type of team that you like that can play a couple different ways. But what were your thoughts on how the, the two games are so different over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I thought the, uh, the physicality of Houston um, at the rim, you know, you really can't get much at the rim against them. You're going to have to make threes. And then, uh, you know, with uh, with Texas, you know, their game plan was really to face guard guys and, and really not even allow you to take a three. And they had to get creative. And once they kind of went a little bit smaller with their lineup and they were able to string together some stops there late in the game in the middle second half, allowed them to get out in transition. And, uh, you know, they, they've had a very difficult path. You know, when you think about um, – I was looking at this earlier, someone who was, you know, if you look at Ken Palm, if you're familiar with those yeah. metrics, you know, the, the 63rd uh, best team was Drake in the first round. That's a heck of a first round opponent. The 29th best team in the second game in Indiana. Uh, and then the, uh, the, I believe the fifth uh, best team in Houston and the second best team. Or it's the other way around. Yeah, it's the other way around. Second best. Yep. Yeah, Houston second, um, Texas five, and now they play the number one Ken Palm team in Connecticut. So, uh, you know, uh, that's the test of a true champion. You know, obviously ACC champions, regional champions, when you're able to uh, defeat those type of opponents, it's really incredible. 
Remember back in the day, Chris, we used to talk about the closer you got to the final game, the depth perception and place some of the places you were playing yeah. was an obstacle, potential obstacle for shooters. Doesn't seem to be that case anymore, does it? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, um, the one thing about playing a football stadium from Miami mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you you know those those guys have all played at the Dome at Syracuse, right? You know, so right. uh, you know the the big arenas at the high level, you know, they're they're pretty common, obviously. Uh, you know, Miami's arena isn't terribly big, but certainly you play at Carolina, you play at Virginia, you know, you, know, you play at Pitt, you play a couple of places that are, you know, quite large, but. I think playing at the Dome might give you an interesting uh, advantage because you're very familiar with that type of depth perception in a, in a big stadium setting uh, like that. So, Chris, as you're watching this, again, you know the players very well. You guys were so close last year, um, and yeah. you were part of that staff 17 years ago to the day to yesterday that went to the Final Four at George Mason. Anything you know similar to those those teams with, with Coach Laranaga to, to the team that uh, he's taken now for you, or is it, do you see any similarities to the things he's done, or is it just you know completely different? And, again, tip of the cap to him for being able to do it 17 years apart. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's, you know, he's the common factor, right? And, sure. and, and you know, the way he's able to instill confidence, give those guys a calmness uh, in, in, in high-pressure moments, I think is is the thing that stands out. You know, it's funny, my staff was in here talking about the game, and I said, yeah, they're down like 12 points, you know, mid-second half, and he, he seems calm as a cucumber, and I think the guys play that way, and yeah. I think we did back in the day as well, and, we did last year on our run to the um, to the Elite Eight. We were up six on Kansas at half and had a chance to, to go to the Final Four last year as well. So that's for sure. I think the game has changed so much. And you think about, you know, the game 17 years ago, we threw it to Will Thomas from Baltimore and Jai Lewis from Aberdeen, Maryland. And we had three guys from uh, uh, all high school recruits and then three D.C. area guys, Fowler and Campbell, um, uh, Tony Skin and, and Lamar Butler all on the perimeter, and we threw the ball inside every time down the court. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, but to both blocks, you know, each yeah. guy got their turn on the block, and you know that no one's throwing it to anybody in the post, let alone two guys in the post now. So aesthetically, the game has obviously changed. Portal transferring. How do you encompass all of these these moving parts now that are? becoming a part of the landscape, yeah. some teams profiting. Is there a certain key to success with this? You know, it's really interesting. I mean, I think the landscape of college basketball has changed so much in the last, you know, three or four years. You talk about it. Uh, I, I just think, you know, it's like any business, you adapt or die. You know, and Coach L in particular has been so good at adapting throughout his career. You know, uh, no one was doing the transfer thing 10 years ago. And yet, you know, our first two uh, teams that won, you know, we had two sweet 16 teams in 13 and 16. Both of those teams had three starters that were transfers. And now it's really become commonplace. Um, The NIL obviously has become a factor and and an important piece in this. And then the immediate eligibility where, you know, guys, if they're not playing, uh, no matter how good of a school, no matter how good of a situation, a coach, what have you, it must become, it's much more business-like. It's nothing personal. It's just, hey, I need to go somewhere I can play more. So the world has changed, and yet I think 
you know, the people that are going to be the best are going to be adaptable and, and they're able to move uh, with the times and make those things work in your favor and not against you. We're talking to Chris Caputo, George Washington, uh, head coach with us here on the Team 980 Streaming Live on the Free Odyssey app. Joins us via the BetQL guest hotline. So this year, your, your first chance to be a head coach at George Washington. Uh, you know, did, did you find yourself using a lot of Larinaga-isms? Uh, did, you, did you take any of those with you, Chris? Or, or, or did you yeah, kind of find yeah, your own used, style? No. No, we, we you know, look, I, we were together 20 years. Yeah. So uh, yeah. uh, I, I've learned a lot and uh, – you know, I think that the, the, on one hand, you do a lot of the same things. And on the other hand, you know, you, you, you know, um, any, anybody who's trying to be somebody they're not, uh, it's never going to work with, with players, right? So I have to be myself, uh, but yet, obviously, always with the influence of, of coach. Your conference, you know, I was last year. I was miffed at uh, some of the guys that were, you know, the teams that were left out. This year, you know, the computer numbers, you know, say you're a one bid league. I yeah. know you've coached in it. You've been close to it uh, when you were at Mason as well. What What are your thoughts on that? And and how can they, uh, I guess, can the Atlantic Ten kind of change the narrative on what the net has yeah. done to them the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the interesting thing is the net has done that to a lot of quote-unquote mid-major teams. I, I think mm-hmm. if you look at the way the programs in the Atlantic 10 operate, the, the, their, their, uh, the salaries <laughs> that people make, the, yeah. the attendance, the, the um, quality of play, uh, you know, we, we, had, we beat South Carolina by 30 points, and obviously they didn't have a great year in the SEC, but they did beat Kentucky, I believe. And then, um, you know, we, we go out to Hawaii and really had Washington State beat, um, you know, like – I think for us, even a year before, Dayton beats us, uh, Miami, that is, on, mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Thursday, then beats Kansas on a Friday, right? So I've always told people, hey, you want to know how good the Atlantic 10 is? We go to the Elite Eight, Kansas wins the national championship, Dayton beat both of us back-to-back night. <laughs> so to be good in the Atlantic 10, you got to be as good as everybody else. I, you know, I would ask that – I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, what, what really – what value the net brings when it seems to be heavily, heavily relied upon. And yet there's more, I mean, there's more mid majors uh, that are going into the sweet 16 and, and now two in the final four. So, you know, something probably has to be done in examining that. Uh, But in the meantime, again, we're going to have to make it work in our favor if we can as a league. And that's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that are putting their heads together on that. Well, ten and eight in conference this year. You know, sixteen and sixteen overall, and you guys are good, at, really good at home. And I know you f- probably feel like you'd be better, even better going forward. But what was the biggest takeaway for you coming out of the season, year one at George Washington, yeah. and what's it going to take to kind of take that next step for you? Yeah, well, I, you know, I was super excited to take the job. You know, my time at George Mason. You know, GW people forget they had been the NCAA tournament three years in a row, yeah. had been in the top ten in the country. Um, you know, obviously, Coach Jarvis had taken them to a Sweet Sixteen. Uh, they had won the NIT in 2016, so a program that I think made 17 postseasons in 25 years from 91 to 16. Obviously, incredible institution, top 60 in the country academically, great location. Uh, I always joke to people, I, I lived in Miami for 11 years. If, if you think I was leaving Miami for not a nice place, you're, you're sadly <laughs> mistaken. You know? so I, I, love, I love the D.C. area, my wife and I, yeah. and, uh, you know, 
for me, uh, the place has got so much potential. I was proud of our group. Uh, you know, we, we had the most wins since 17 season, the uh, first winning record in league play since the 17th season. Had some really good moments, beat Dayton here, beat South Carolina, won, won a bunch of cool road games, you know, at Bonaventure and at Davidson. And so, you know, for me, uh, it was the first step in it, in it with a lot of work to do and a, and a, and a long journey. Uh, but I think that we've been able to, you know, show people a glimpse of, you know, what what, what it can be, what it has been at GW. And, uh, and as we all know, you know, this area loves basketball. You know, we've got the best players in the country in this area. And as we start to continue to build our brand, you know, I think people will get excited about what we're doing. Well, we've enjoyed watching it this year. Can't, see what, can't wait to see what it looks like next season. And uh, thank you for your time today, Thanks, Coach. Coach. Uh, Caputo, have a good offseason. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for, Thanks for having me on. Yep. All right, take care. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Chris Caputo uh, obviously knows that uh, Miami program very well uh, last year. Was on that staff. Lead A was there, you know, been with Jim Laranega for a long time. Uh, but year, first year away from a pretty strong for uh, George Washington, too. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back uh, in the final hour. We'll jump back into some NFL stuff from the uh, owners' meetings, some news trickling out from there. It is Burgundy and Gold today with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team Nutty, streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. One of the benefits of being here at Team 980 Burgundy and Gold today is baby AI might just walk in the studio. Yeah. You know, you might just Never get a know. chance to see little Anthony. Anthony Haney. Anthony Haney. Showing his handles off. A.K.A. Orangeman. <laughs> um, got, we'll get to back to some NFL stuff in the uh, next hour, but it was interesting talking to uh, Chris Caputo, uh, former – uh, associate head coach down at Miami with uh, with Jim Laranega. He talked about the adaption, right? Like adapter, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of like you have to adapt in this industry, right? Is the coaching world? I mean, but just sit back and think about that for a second. So, seventeen years ago, you know, he takes a George Mason team to heights that they never dreamed of, and really a CAA school at that time. Nobody expected that to happen. Obviously, after that happened, you had you know had Butler with some runs. You had uh, obviously VCU out of the same league with some runs. Then he goes into the ACC. In Miami, you know, it's not like joining Carolina or Duke, right? I mean, you're not – or even Virginia or even NC State. I mean, Miami, outside of the Leonard Hamilton years, and, and Frank Haith had some good seasons, is not an easy place. But he's making it look really, really easy and seamless, um, Jim Laranegan, at 73 years young. I mean – you have you seen some of the dancing he does, Doc? By the way, in these uh, his post game celebrations, so, and it's so <laughs> it's so him. You know, you could see yeah. him, and he's doing it's not fake. No, no. One thing about Jim, man, is just a real dude, and you could tell us as media clowns that he mm-hmm. was always a night, even at the height of his success. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy, nice and. Guy. Um, he nobody soaked it up and enjoyed it more than he did when George Mason made that run. Oh, and man. again, just for those that weren't weren't old enough to remember, because we have to say that now because it's 17 years ago, Mike. Uh, <laughs> they beat Michigan State, North Carolina, Wichita State, and UConn, who was the number one number one seed. I want to say had five first round picks or four first round picks on that team. I mean, this is crazy. It was a crazy, crazy run, 
and it was uh, it was it was fun to watch. And it was I would say um, outside of championships in the in the city, outside of the championship seasons, right? As a fan and as a media person, it was probably one of the most enjoyable sports seasons experiences for that month of just when you say madness. I mean, it really was those weeks of uh, of the tournament that year, and the fact that they got to play at MCI Center was so cool too. And I did say MCI Center because I th- believe right. it was MCI you're Center right. at that point. MCI, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. So it was you're wild. I thought I'd catch you on that one. I no. Said, I wonder will they get the arena. Yeah. The was... arena right. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was uh, being in Indianapolis and sitting outside those little cafe areas and just seeing all the Mason gear. Mason Nation. Mason. That's right. Mason, they started saying Mason Nation. Nation. And, by, and it was true then. Yeah. Mason Nation. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm. I'm I, I hope they can get a good hire. I hope they they nail it. Uh, you know, I, I think they had expected Kim English would leave at some point. I don't think they thought it would happen this quickly. Um, but I think um, you know they got to pivot now. They got they got to make a good hire, and it's tough. They don't have an AD. I mean, it's a, that's a tough way to go about it at this point. Yeah, that is tough. That is yeah. uh, that's very difficult. But they'll find somebody that wants to take the money. No doubt. I mean, I, look, I think they've got a great option in-house. If, they, if you told me tomorrow Dwayne Simpkins was the head coach, I'd say great. Mm-hmm. Guy who played for two of the greatest coaches in this area, uh, and Morgan Wooten and, of course, Gary Williams. I think that would be a home run hire. They want to bring in one of their own, so to speak, and Tony Skin comes in, uh, leaving the Terps. I think that would be a hell of a hire. I think they got two really strong options just right there. You know, and you don't have to, uh, you know, break the travel budget to go talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think that part of it um, would be pretty cool. That part of it would be pretty cool if they did it. So anyway, hopefully they get it right. Because I, I think the, the conference is a strong conference. It's, you know, it's, it's all about basketball, the A-10, obviously. And it, uh, it, it's weird. These computer numbers, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always for the little guy and for the mid-major anyway because that's where I went to school. But uh, I, don't, I don't like it. I think it's a lot of it's – crap. I think it's just a way for them to uh, help the big schools out, which it has been. And I think um, everybody got suckered in on it because it was supposed to be the opposite and it's actually just turned the other way on everyone. It's just turned the other way on everybody. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get back to some NFL stuff. Got some news about Dan Snyder that may or may not surprise you when it comes to the Mary Joe White investigation. No, no, not more. Um, also, look, get back to Lamar Jackson. If you missed it earlier, he has made a demand today. What is Jim Harbaugh? No, I don't care what Jim has to say about it. What does John Harbaugh of the Ravens uh, have to say about it? We'll hear that as well. It's uh, Burgundy Gold today, Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.